0: Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. We're going to be talking about POW World, Ragnarok, Against the Storm, Lorcana. But first, my name is Christian. My name's Nick.
1: I'm Bobby.
2: I'm
3: Emilio. And I'm in San Diego.
2: That's JP Diddy, uh, John Day, uh, long-time friend and supporter of the podcast, cook extraordinaire, and uh, eating extraordinaire. Actually. Yeah, fuck. We've been on a tear, man, just... Delicious meal after delicious meal. No, no, uh, no, <laughs> no, uh, <chicken> meal <laughs> at all. Just fucking gluttonous, gluttonous spree. I nice, dude. That's good.
4: I'm glad that I'm glad that you get, you get some reprieve from the 12 hour shifts in the cold in San Diego, driving through the flooded streets. You guys lock arms across each other and
0: spoonful each other uh, spaghetti is it romantic we, is what i'm asking
3: yeah like where you twist your arms inside each other Yeah, yeah. We, def- we definitely did that once
2: yeah. <laughs> okay so cool. Yeah, that's cool uh the first night we went out to extremely expensive uh sushi and then karaoke till two in the morning and then i threw up all the expensive sushi so that's where i'm, I'm at with that hey dude some bird
0: <laughs> is gonna be eaten real well it's like oh <laughs> this is better than the shit it's i get of- from the ocean <laughs>
4: This is partially digested and <laughs>
0: Uh All right, cool. Okay. Uh, moving on, I guess, for on the radar games that have caught our attention. This is a video game podcast. Bobby, you're playing some sort of game about yourself? What's happening?
1: Uh, No, I'm not playing this game yet. This game is called Network Engineer Simulator. And this is a game that is actually being made by a friend of a friend of ours that Emilio told me about. Uh, It is not out yet, and it is exactly what it sounds like, Network Engineer Simulator. So you clean up small networking closets and all the way up to, you work your way up to large data centers. I don't know if this sounds too exciting to most people, but... (laughs) But it is made by people who actually do this for a living. So it actually does teach you like basic networking, switches, routers, firewall servers, all that stuff. Um, so it's we we may be able to get our hands on a copy pretty soon to test that out. And uh, I'm looking forward to to playing this. Um, I know the simulation got, uh, jobs are kind of or games are kind of hit and miss for people. But uh, I don't know. This one could be fun.
2: Um, Zuby is the guy he joined our discord I haven't spoken to him yet but he um, yeah he's the one behind this so uh, we'll be talking to him and seeing where it goes from there Uh, but it'll be cool to talk to him about I I think I'm going to have him on the podcast we'll talk about what it's like getting a game on Steam and so on and so forth so we'll go down this adventure with him I think
0: Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool and Bobby, is this what you've done as a professional in the past? Do you have
1: No, so I'm on I'm, I'm on the other side of this. And it's funny because when I'm reading the description here on the Steam page, where does it say it uh under about this game, the last sentence is: "Remember, it's always the network's fault." And that's kind of a funny thing in IT because people like to blame things on the network, and then of course the network team likes to blame things on the uh, sysanalysts, which is where where I work. So the networking I don't do. I I, I work with the systems that uh, run on our servers and utilize the network, but no, I don't. I don't do a lot of this stuff.
2: Can you say for the final, like, whose fault? Is it usually?
1: Yeah. I guess it depends on where you work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Take a side. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know what side I'm on, man. I blame it all on the network, but,
0: uh, you know. All right, Emilio. You've been having some friendship this week?
2: No, but I, uh, from on the radar on our Discord, um, somebody put on, uh, we are here expeditions, uh, the friendship. So this... Is part of a larger thing I had no idea about, but it seems to be total mayhem games, seems to uh they make a bunch of games called We Were Here, and it's a they have there's a lot of them, and they're pretty well received. There's ninety-one percent, there's eighty percent, there's eighty five percent, and um it's like co-op puzzle. Adventure focus more on the puzzle, like small, it seems like party game stuff. Like you have to work through things together, you and a and a friend. It's co- I believe it's co-op only. Um I uh it seems very fun, but so this is a, like a little bite-sized one, it's only four bucks. And um so you can play through it, you play through some sort of fun house maze thing, but then you know, I was clicking on their other games, and so like. We were here forever. That's an eighteen-dollar game. That's the one that's at ninety-one percent, ten thousand reviews. Breakout like, you know. And uh, if you're at all interested? It seems like you pick up the bite-size one if you like it, then you go and buy the forever one. But then there's also We were here together. We were here too. We were here. Oh, we for, we for, we were here was is free. Let's see what the reviews are like on this. So even better, even before you go bite size, you can go free. So uh, very, very, very accessible. And uh, I wish I saw this before because this would have been great for me and John to play before, uh, before the podcast, but maybe uh, next time. Really putting the friend and
4: friendship. It looks, yeah,
2: we're friends and we'd like to play games. Okay. (laughs) What's that, Nick? Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say it
4: looks pretty interesting. Um, It's cool that they give that those little bite-sized versions of the game so you can
2: try it out. It reminds me most of. uh, What's that co-op game with the couple? Oh, that famously terrible game. It It takes 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 two. Two. It takes two. Crazy, Christian. You're the only person (laughs) in the world, dude.
1: Well, there's a lot of games like this: Love in a Dangerous Space Time, uh, even Portal 2. I think it's a good idea to to separate it into smaller games because once you solve a puzzle, especially a co-op puzzle, you know, you're not going to replay that. It has no replay value. So you kind of use it up and move on.
2: Yeah, like Portal 2. I mean, you might go back and play it with a a different buddy, but... Well, if
1: enough time has passed and you forgot it, maybe. But something like this seems good where it's just like, you know, we'll just make a whole, we'll we'll do quantity here. And then you can just pay for bits and bits. It's interesting that the prices vary so much. I mean, they go from free to $4, $10, $13, $18. Like they really cover a broad spectrum there. So I'm wondering if you're getting more content in different ones.
4: Did you guys see that Portal Two actually had a advertised thing on Steam for one of their mods, like on, oh. the, on the front page of the on the front page of the store like two weeks ago? I didn't see that. Um, <clears throat> it's called Portal Revolution, and uh, people worked on dynamic lighting and DLSS and uh, ray tracing for the game. And then also apparently there's forty new chambers in the game as well. Wow, um, that could be worth diving into, dude. That's yeah, a great flag. It, it's for I believe it's for Portal One or portal it looks like portal 2 because some of the the aspects of it because it doesn't say uh what it's for but it's overwhelming positive oh it's portal 2 it's great that, there, there it is it's portal 2 it's uh it was delayed but now it's out um <clears throat> and it's free so you can just install it you get 40 new levels and it's all awesome. graphics
1: hmm.
4: i wonder if it's co-op levels nick do you know i believe from what it says here single player it doesn't say anything about co-op okay, uh... it just says single player
0: Bartle 2 is the f- first game I beat on Acid with uh, a g- group, <laughs> whole group of people. The whole couch played. You know, we just passed the controller back and forth. So I would definitely want to revisit that. I don't think I've played it since then. Um, that's
4: the first work. game me and Lizzie play together. Actually, no, that's it. No, Aw, no. that's cute. We got really mad a- at each other. <laughs> 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 You're like, god oh, damn it! He's supposed to jump
1: now. <laughs>
0: A lifetime of uh, a lifetime of friendship was born. Okay, uh, Bulwark Falconer Chronicles, made by one guy, Thomas Sala, and uh, uh, produced by uh, Wired Productions. This is a game I played on a Steam Next Fest a while back. That now has a release date of uh, March 26th. Uh, it is an open-world island-hopping zeppelin city builder, which sounds complicated, and it. It kind of is, but the emphasis is placed on aesthetics and logistics. So you're really trying to make your places that you're building look good. Building is very easy. Right click, left click, and then it kind of auto AI generates a kind of fortress. It uses resources, but it happens instantly and you kind of can control the altitude of, of everything. And depending on the altitude, different resources are located at different spots. So it's kind of a little mini game there. Uh you control a hero ship for combat and exploration, and you recruit more by going to further and further islands, so it's a little bit of like anno there. Um This is kind of like a casual game, but that isn't exactly the right word for it. I kinda wanted to ask you guys if you had a like a better word. The logistics are intense. It still tickles your brain, but like it, it's it's pretty chill. You know? Like you can lay back in your seat. You're not like looking at a bunch of numbers, it's more Lucy Goosey. Is there a word? Is there a better word? Uh,
1: Lucy Goosey like, sounds good. Yeah,
0: Lucy
4: Goosey's pretty good.
0: <laughs> okay. It's it's like Anno, but Lucy Goosey, in a good way. Uh, so, yeah, if you like city builders and you like Lucy Gooseyness, check out Bulwark Falconer Chronicles. Did you play the demo? Yeah, I played it on Steam Next Fest.
2: So... it. Is it to- what controls what is built where? Is it the topography?
0: It is the topography. Uh, and you can't build on uh, uh, oceans until you research like a far tech that I didn't even get to in the demo. So you are meant to island hop around and as you island hop out, um, there's more difficult and more difficult challenges. People will try to attack you or they'll want you to trade with them. Um yeah. And I was reading the Steam page, this wasn't in the demo, but he says a complete open world that is uh procedurally generated as you explore it. So that to me, maybe I hope, you know obviously no game is the same, but I hope by procedurally generated it means like you're not gonna run into like a hundred iron islands. Like, you know, it's gonna be somewhat curtailed uh so that your expansion makes sense and feels good instead of like I don't know, some of these games, you can just find the exact same thing in the exact same direction, and it isn't really that uh, fun to play.
2: It looks very cool, man. I like it a lot. It reminds me of when I was a kid, I used to like draw a random crooked line, two of them, and then that would be like a mountainside, and then I would build like whatever, due to the topography of my random line, like cannons, and like, and then yeah. one, that one would beat the other mountain.
0: There's got to be a German kinda, word. Kinda, <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be, be a German word, word, for, word for what that. for what you're describing. That's exactly yeah. kind of... It's more sandboxy. Maybe that's better. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny, you bought a peripheral for your
3: Steam Deck? Uh, not peripheral, but something for your Steam Deck. Accessory. Yeah. Accessory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, coming out here, it's always been a little bit of a struggle to have the Steam Deck and be on a long flight and those types of things. So uh, I've been looking at battery packs for a while and I'd have to actually look up the brand name of this, but at any rate, they made, an uh, I'll say, an attachment that snaps to the back of a Steam Deck, and then the battery pack is magnetized. So it effectively just magnets right on the back of your wow. Steam Deck and, and gives you 20,000 uh, milliamp hours of additional charge for your Steam Deck. So pretty uh, pretty slick in terms of attach and detachability. So two, two to four hour flight, you got a lot more uptime, I would say.
0: Cool. what is 20,000 milliamp hours for us peasants who don't understand that? like what does that give us
3: I'd have to actually look at the conversion but I think it gets you at least a full second charge
4: Oh cool No oh, awesome.
2: so I it doubles yeah. yeah, doubles your life at
4: least Was oh, it That's like a,
3: cool. another pound and a half Yeah, it's like a brick, a little bit, a yeah. little mini brick <laughs> on the back Yeah, I thought it was a cool <laughs> idea.
2: Um it's funny cuz he has a uh he has a case around his Steam yep. Deck but so it wouldn't attach. So he just cut a hole in his case, and it worked out. <laughs> good. Yeah, 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 sweet. Modern modern problems, modern solutions. Pull out the scissors. <laughs> um, speaking
4: of modern solutions, uh, Dragon Dog Dragon's Dogma Two is coming out, and it has a lot of interesting changes from the first game. Um, they're doing something. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be commonplace nowadays, but it's. Kind of similar to um, uh, Elden Ring, where you can summon other players, but you keep them as party members. Uh, what it is is that um, when you go out an adventure and shit, there will be characters in a big ass room. Like, oh, it looks very ethereal; like they're kind of like they kind of look like ghosts and stuff. And it gives you the player's level and then kind of their build and like what class they are and stuff. And you can choose them. And what they are is they are. Um, characters that people are currently playing that are on the same level as you, and you choose them to be in your party. And if they die, they die die. So if like they, you can't get them back. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Um, <clears throat> I believe you can have up to four followers. Uh, it releases March twenty second. It the graphic style is very close to Elden Ring. Um, as far as like the the environment. Um, but. Dragon's Dogma always been different from a lot of other RPGs like on how large-scale their spells are. That's always been like the cool thing about Dragon's Dogma has been like the spell casting and stuff. And then also the the stuff you fight is also really really interesting. It's always they're always like big and over the top creatures, um but like they're like from mythology like a griffin or a hippogriff and things like that. Um yeah, it's they say that they're they're having like random encounters in the game now, which is another thing like usually like when you play Baldur's Gate, almost everything is actually scripted as far as like where things are. There's nothing really truly truly random in the game um, besides the roles, which are supposed to change how games go for people unless you save scum. but for in Dragon's Dogma 2, there's supposed to be random interactions and random uh things that apparently like you can just be traveling with your party and then all of a sudden a, you know, a basilisk will show up and then attack your party, but and then it goes um, you know, the town next to you was just raided by that basilisk, so you have to go back to it and and help out the town and see what's going out. Um, and they're not just side quests, they're just literally random world encounters. Um, so it's pretty interesting. Um, there's a lot of regular RPG mechanics that we're used to from DD and Elden Ring and other kind of RPGs for like medieval slash magical fantasy worlds. You choose a class, you choose your stats, you choose your spells, you choose your attacks um but it looks pretty interesting i i always wanted to play dragon's dogma 1 i actually played it on the switch
2: um and
4: it was like looking at a potato and i'm like yeah i can't do this <laughs> the <laughs> graphics settings were
2: so bad um i tried it too and it was already too late like by by then i had already played skyrim and like i you know the magic was, was like over modded, i modded up skyrim so it was very hard to go back to i don't know it maybe the game around uh, came out around the same time but I don't think Dragon's Dama had the mod support, or at least I didn't explore it. So it was just too old and clunky by the time I played it. Um, but, man, this looks good. And I, I think I like pimping pimping yourself out to the masses. is pretty cool. Like, the stronger or more interesting. The, if you fill a lot of uh, slots maybe more people will use your character i I imagine you get some sort of uh you know currency or something when you're when your character is being used by other people i gotta imagine you get something xp or something
4: yeah i i want to know so like it just has a quick blurb about it and in the video that i watched about the game describing some of the new mechanics they don't elaborate on it too much but from what some people are saying um on reddit and in comments you can choose whether or not if you want your person to be out there. So I don't think it's something that benefits you like too, too much. I'm guessing if it did, then people, everybody would do it. Um, But I'm guessing just people just want to put their silly builds or like their insanely powerful builds on there so they can help people out.
2: I think I just saw 17 plus too. I wonder if it's mature rating, I guess.
4: No, it's mature. Uh, Violence, blood and gore, sexual themes and language. It looks fucking great, man. It looks, looks, yeah, it looks very pretty.
2: Yep.
1: So the original Dragon's Dogma, I never played these games, <clears throat> but the original one came out back in 2012, right around the same time as, um, as Skyrim, but it looks like there's been a remake of it, 4K remaster, 60 frames a second, and uh, it's like four, it's less than five bucks on Steam right now, but uh, I'm looking at...
2: So that's an official from Capcom remake, I guess?
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm yeah that's what it what it says however i'm looking at the steam page and uh one of our listeners recommends it and the other another one of our listeners does not <laughs> apparently it, some contrasting opinions there but
0: i don't want to stay too long like for me i don't know what is the difference between Dragon's Dogma and Sky... Like, is it more Souls-like than Skyrim RPG? Is it more RPG than Sky... Like, where does it kind of fit?
4: So Dragon's Dogma, from what I've played personally, and from, like... like, And obviously, I've played Skyrim, I've actually put, I think, 200-something hours in it. Um, Dragon's Dogma is more akin to an Elden Ring or a Souls-like because you can dodge, and there's, like... There's, it's not first-person. Um, it's very much third-person um and so with that like where it's kind of like i don't want to say a jrpg because there's no like time stopping or time slowing down there's no uh like switching between party members to do attacks and like cooldowns for certain attacks and things like that um it's very much like you know roll duck all that kind of stuff that you see in in elden ring uh in skyrim it's a little bit more static you just press r2 to do heavy attack or like hold it down to do a uh, heavy attack and things like that so it's yeah, it's more akin to an Elden Ring.
0: Cool. You're right. I'm reading um I'm watching the video now and the spells do look
2: very intense. They, they like light up the whole
0: sky bonkers. and Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> this is gonna That's be really, a heavy hitter this year, I feel like. If they don't drop the ball on this, this is yeah. gonna be you know.
0: Another March release too. This is our third game releasing in March on our on the radar.
4: Dude, there's a, there's a <sighs> lot of things that are releasing first quarter that are seem know, pretty yeah, spicy, like the Fallout shows releasing first quarter as well. So, the I don't Fallout know. show. I don't know about that.
0: I can't be. Ki- I'll have to look. Um, I'm not hyped till I watch the first episode. and I see that's it's how, not a piece of shit. That's how I
4: am, too. And then until I, I read um, where, like, what's his name? The guy that everybody makes fun of. He always wears a leather jacket at the conferences. Uh, the Bethesda developer. He's got, uh, he got the funny hair, it's kind of poofy. He's at every fucking conference. He always talks about uh, either like Skyrim or whatever. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name. Anyways, uh, he was part of the actual development team. He's like one of the main people at Bethesda. Um, So I think he's the lead director. Um, Anyways, compared that to like the Halo show where they're like, we wanted to show John's face on, <laughs> immediately because we wanted to be different from the video game. And people were like, fuck you. <laughs> people trashed it. The, and, and I don't know how that show landed a second season, dude. Uh, it is awful. Dude, uh,
0: I love Forward Unto Dawn, though, that short series that they did. It's one of the best. It's it was... one of the best. It's, yeah. the best. it's yeah. so
4: good. That's what happens when people who know the source material and want to stay akin to it and do a very hard job being accurate. And also, write good stories. Uh, that's what you get. You get good things. And you get things that people like. You get Star Wars Andor, folks, which I'm rewatching yeah. now. So, so it's the, top of my mind. <laughs> one of the best shows, even if it's not Star Wars, is Star Wars Andor, dude. The amount of twists and turns in that show, it's so good, man. Like, if you just make, like, people say Star Wars is for kids or, like, teenagers and stuff. If you make more serious shit like Andor or Rogue One... You're gonna have a, a larger like interaction rate with older audiences, like hands down. Like Andor was so good.
0: We could do a whole episode on Andor, and maybe we should <sighs> for the patrons. Yeah. Let us know in Discord if you want. But until then, highlights, games that we absolutely yeah. positively have been playing.
4: <laughs> Nick, you played Ragna something? Ragnarok. Uh usually rag Ragnarok is just uh no CK, it's just C. Um, but it's Ragnarok because it's a VR game and you play a Viking drummer on a Viking longship oh
0: my god dude this is so fucking good <laughs> yeah it oh. is
4: so I, I bought it for Leslie because Leslie was like uh, I want to play the VR and I don't want to play Beat Saber what other games are there, is there I'm like do you want to play like a rhythm game and she's like yeah and I, I heard of Ragnarok a long time ago and I was like alright cool Uh, it's only 25 bucks so let's get it and we she played it and she's like she played it for 4 hours straight the first night <laughs> This looks she's so all fucking and good, dude. She's she's she was hella sweaty and shit, and she's like, This is <laughs> one of the best games ever. <laughs> like, I, I am the Viking long shit <laughs>
0: Is it like intense music or is it like poppy It's, va- dude, it's
4: All Viking metal, dwarf metal, uh <laughs> okay, like Scottish cool. metal. Like it's all like very akin. And so like the environments change and there so the main difference between this and for example, Beat Saber, which is arguably the most popular uh rhythm game. Uh or vr game vr, VR game is. um is the fact that you just have drums and they're in front of you and uh, and it the game has you hit the drums not only at a certain point but in a certain position as well so like you have to hit it directly in the middle if you don't hit your oh drum in the middle, cool you yeah. will not get power-ups and shit like you just it, it'll be like okay okay and like the faster you go, this game gets insane. The, difficult, the difficulty meter goes to 12, and the, the highest I've ever played is 6. Um, there's some modern EDM hits. There's also like D- DLC for it from like Sabaton and some other metal bands and stuff. It's mostly metal. I'm going to be honest. It's mostly metal. Is there any um,
0: dubstep, Nick?
4: There is fucking... dubstep, but I have something even better for that. There's a little bit of dubstep. There's some electric <laughs> cowboy in there as well. Um, but the thing is, there is a website that is um open it's very easy to to work with and and download and use and it's called uh it's called ragna oh my god i just... ragna oh. customs there we go and so what it is is uh you go to ragna customs you click their little downloader and you plug in your headset into your computer and you literally can search amongst their 2700 songs that they have and download any of those songs once you have downloaded all the songs you wanted, you just click sync and then you're good to go. Um, Yeah. It it tells you if your if your headset's compatible, if the operating system on the headset's compatible, you just click check compatibility or check device. And then boom, it says you're compatible. And then you just click sync songs. Usually takes about a minute. If that I downloaded, I think 25 custom songs. Um, all kinds of genres from the from the, the music from Tarzan from Disney to like <laughs> death metal <laughs> to Rammstein to rap. Like it's all kinds of shit. That's so uh, cool. I and will so say story-wise,
0: are you headed anywhere on this long ship? Like are you headed to battle? Are you headed to save no, someone?
4: There's not that much story to it. What it is is you unlock diff- different uh, – the higher difficulty you go, you unlock like more and more crazy uh, – uh, like environments and levels, and so at first you're like going down a river, like this is nice, and then like six six difficulties later, <laughs> you're dodging the sword of like surter as it flies <laughs> above your head, and then like the level after that, you're floating above Earth and Valhalla, like it it gets really interesting. Um, there's also customization, so you can change the way your drums look, you can trace the, change the change the way your hammers look, all kinds of stuff, but like the difficulty in this game is intense like a a four to a a four to a five isn't bad but like a four to a six is like an immense jump um and you have to have some nimble fucking hands sometimes uh that's all i have to say it's 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 a great game if you if you're looking for a game that's more metal or a little bit more i feel like you get sweatier in this game than you do in in beat saber because i've played a lot of beat saber um i would definitely say try out uh ragnarok I yeah, feel like I, I want a video of you playing this dude. Like
3: no, <laughs> you're just gonna see me
4: flailing around just like yeah,
3: yeah. Sorry sure John, off. but uh sure yeah, sure yeah. uh Nick, yeah, I dug into this when it first came out a while ago and it's evidently come a long way. I haven't circled back to it probably in over a year or so. But it looks it used like it's expanded and, and put a more, you know, customization capability. The the custom songs wasn't there when I played. But it was really fun, yeah, to your point, yeah, if you like beat saber at all, like this is definitely a nice little pivot, slight pivot away from that, and you feel like kind of a badass banging the drums and then hitting the symbols on the sides, like the yeah, symbols going, game changer super satisfying, so <laughs> yeah,
4: so the symbols to not to spoil too much, but the symbols, so every time you hit a, a note perfectly your your hammers or your your drum things, whatever you choose them to be because it can be like chicken legs and shit. Uh, they start to glow, and once they glow, you can hit the gongs next to you. And when you do that, all your guys get super juiced, and they just start rowing hella fast. <laughs> and the way that the way that the way the multiplayer works is you you race against people's ghosts or yep. like other players that play on there. And so their their long ship is next to yours, and you can like turn around and look at them and like see how far back they are and for forefra- and ahead of ahead of who they are because Leslie's way better at this game than I am um and, and so Nick, yeah.
2: why would you say that this is more like calorie intensive than uh beat saber
4: because it, it goes by bpm instead of uh like things that are that are so in in beat saber it does go by bpm in the sense that when the developers make the songs they are usually going by the drums itself but for ragnarok the songs that are not very drum heavy, they're guitar heavy. So you're trying to hit these guitar solos that are super fast and it's, it's very, very, you have to be accurate. So you're a lot stiffer with your movements as well. So it's, I I don't know how to explain it. Like you're very much more, like, I feel like with, with uh, beat saber, you're, you're a lot more flowy so you can conserve your energy as you're moving around But with Ragnarok, you're like just going up and down hella fast. Like you have to keep your arms taut to make sure you don't go too far, so you don't hit the thing next to you. So,
2: yeah, Yeah. I think like uh, if you if you go and you stop a movement, it's more energy than if you do follow through. Yeah, yeah. So it makes sense, more flowy. You're you're right.
0: Yeah, it's it's so fun. Next time you play this game, next time you play this game, get on the couch, put all the cushions around, make your long boat rearrange it so you're facing <laughs> the television go back and i want you to take a video it sounds so fun oh man cool yeah definitely
4: check it out it's only 25 bucks check it out
0: bobby anything on Ragnar Rock? dude
1: great name by the way great name of the game great idea yeah. for the game holy fuck Ragnarok. rock <laughs> yeah i don't know it looks fun i mean i didn't play much beat saber although in beat saber you were you had to stand up and you occasionally had to duck down below things right and mm-hmm. this looks like you're just sitting yep. down the whole time.
4: You're just sitting down. I mean, me and Leslie were playing standing up. but yeah, you, I think you're supposed to sit down. <laughs> oh, yeah, <okay. laughs> I think about it, I'm like, I'm dude, I'm hella tall above these drums. Like, what's up with these settings? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, you gotta you gotta sit down. I'm in
0: Valhalla, Emilio. What what were you up to?
2: Uh, uh John and I picked up Pell World. Uh, Because I was telling him how it has exploded since the last time he's been at his computer, and um, yeah, we picked it up and we played it for about two and a half hours. Um, It has a lot going on for sure, but most of it. A lot of times I get bogged down with uh, technology trees and all that kind of stuff, especially when you are playing like Terraria and stuff. But I none of that happened. I found it all very intuitive actually um i think you could play this game at different levels i I think you just passively barely grow your stuff and get new pals all the time and just casually play it or you could be looking at all the abilities that all these pals have and really try to get as efficient as possible uh which is where the factorial part of it goes in um yeah it's just really cool when you get one that is, like, a hard worker and then also, like, does farming. And then you're like, oh, great. I don't have to tend to my berry patch anymore. This is fantastic because <laughs> it's so labor-intensive. And that all just happens while it's just sitting there. Uh, so that's very cool. We just found uh, – so John and I were building and building and building and building. I was like, dude, we got, like, half an hour to play left. Like, we should go out on an adventure. So we went out on an adventure. We captured a bunch of fucking pals. And then we're happy to see that they do go automatically back to your base when you, like, you can't really cap out. Uh, no, well, there's, I guess there's
4: really, ne- it's like 300 or 400 of something. Like, it, it's insane. Yeah. Like, there's it's like four times the amount that is actually in the game.
2: Yeah. Um, there is some weird, I guess we'll call them modifiers. Like, uh, so there's, like, pacifists. But then there's also, like, hooligan. And there's, like, uh yeah, uh, there's
4: there's one. It's called Glutton, yep. and uh, it increases their eating rate by thirty percent. Yeah, a bottomless <laughs> stomach. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, there's yeah. there. So every so, not to not to interject, but every Pokemon has no, Pokemon, Sorry, every Pal. Whoa, dude! Whoa! Don't go lawsuits, 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 bro! wee wee-oo. Nintendo okay. kicks through the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, every every pal is good at something usually except for like the very, very low level ones. Um, so like, for example, like one of the legendary uh, pals is the best at mining. It like literally will mine a, an iron node in less than less than 10 seconds. And so when you look at your pals, there's a, there's like a bunch of icons and it'll say it'll show the icon and then the number. And then that is how good they are at it. And so all the pals um that are the like the same name or the same like uh essentially the just the same pals right uh every time you catch one their stats are random like how much attack they have how much speed they have all that stuff and then their traits are random but their work abilities are always the same there's never a time where you download a I mean, you you catch a pal and their work ability is different but you can raise their 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 work abilities by uh, as weird as it sounds grinding them up and combining them to another pal <laughs> um so if you have five of the same pals you choose one and then you grind up the other four and you put them in that pal and it, what it does is it empower their working abilities and increase their stats it's very it's very weird you can also wanna... butcher your pals as well i don't why would you bu- i don't want to do any of that yeah, it's For food.
2: You need food, too. You you need, yeah,
4: you need food. And then there's also certain resources you can only get yeah. from certain pals. And if you don't live near those resources and you have those pals, you're going to want to butcher them.
3: Johnny, uh, what do you think as a first time player? Um, I, I was a little skeptical at first. Right. So uh, like Bobby, I'm not huge on spending all day chopping down trees. Um, but it actually went pretty quick and then the building was a little bit fun like Emilio said the you know is all pretty intuitive it lays out those missions or quests for you at the top so it gives you kind of that next pillar to go do and then like Emilio said like you go out and and you go on a little bit of a you know a pal hunt and you can be like oh what's this one? Oh, this is pretty cool what's that giant ancient yada yada megalodon thing and you know you can um, you know, see a bunch of stuff when you go out. So that was pretty fun, too. So I think it's a good mix. I think it's something we'll play around with just for some co-op time.
2: Uh, the only, th- Nick, maybe you can elaborate a little bit on this. Um, I, I found a little bit of a turnoff that if you get something higher level than you, it's negative. Uh, but, like, I feel like if you yeah. and your buddies are out, you you want to hunt the big game. But there's so, no benefit to it. So yes and
4: no. Um, so let's say like you catch a pal. You're level ten. You're, you're you catch a pal that's level twenty. That t- that pal that's level twenty will have moves that a level ten pal will never have. Even if it lowers its its a, a level down to ten. And what ends up happening is that every time you level up yourself, your your pal doesn't need XP to level up. It'll it'll automatically level to whatever you caught it at. So the level it just automatically levels up every time you level up until twenty, for example, right? Um, And the thing is, some of the moves that those high-level pals have are insane. Like, you'll have a pal that does, like, uh, a move where they spit a little bit of fire, and it does, like, one hit, and it does it for, like, 30 damage. And that's maybe a pal at, like, level 10. But if you let's say you catch a level 20 pal when you're level 10, which is very hard to do. But if you manage to do that, maybe that version of the pal has, like, a huge flamethrower attack that hits eight times for 20 hits, I mean, 20 damage a hit. So it's like you, you still want to go after those 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 big pals because they have stat increases as well on them. Um, one aspect of this game that not a, pe- a lot of people are talking about is the breeding. Don't get me wrong. This game is broken in a lot of ways. I'm level 35, so I put a lot of time in this game. Um, nothing compared to my homie who's been sick from work this whole week and got <laughs> to level 49. Um, but there are some broken things in this game. For example... Let's say you want to catch a certain pal, right? And there's a lot of fast traveling in this game. If you fast travel to somewhere where that pal is, let's say you catch like six of them and there's no more around. You're like, no, I guess there's just no more. If you fast travel away and fast travel back, all the pals in that area will respawn uh, immediately. So you can kind of farm pals that way. Same thing goes with caves. If you go into a cave, beat the cave, uh, the boss at the end of the cave, you leave the cave and then teleport away and teleport back, the cave will restart normally what's supposed to happen is that cave's supposed to be locked to you um for like a certain amount of time
2: so it that doesn't they, sound like super broken i mean
4: that's like uh, gamers are broken dude.
2: Really.
0: the game is broken they did something for convenience and then people exploited it because they are fucking on crack with their pals they can't use basic you know so,
4: so, some of the other things like breeding for example is also insane like how do you, you do ca- how do you breed them so I think once you hit twenty or twenty five, you can build a uh, a breeding pen, which is like a it has like a bunch of stuff with it. But the way the way you get pals to breed is you have to have cake. Uh, so you make cake by getting eggs and milk and flour. Uh, you make the cake and you give them to two pals, and they will mate. But the thing is, you can get extremely powerful Pokemon. I mean, pals that are like level forty five, and you'll be like level twenty, and you can get them immediately. Uh, And you just have to catch like two shittier pals and just wait like a day, like and and your eggs will like uh, will incubate as you're gone. So I had no idea that uh,
2: fucking cake was an aphrodisiac, but apparently, so
4: apparently it is. Mm. Apparently it is. Let them eat cake. Uh,
2: That's right. What I did like about the game was I, I liked after our adventure we came home and we looked at our new collection of pals, and then we started like putting them where they should go like yeah, this one's happy. obviously yes, yeah this one's good for working so let's get them to work and this one's good for mining definitely mm-hmm. in mining this one is super aggressive definitely going to carry that one with me this one makes me 30 percent faster yeah i'm going to carry that on me all the time why would i not so yeah it's so,
1: very
2: cool one example
4: of that for people that are listening and we're still talking about power world um there is a boss that you can catch it's called so you can catch almost all the bosses in the in the game um except for the ones that have trainers and even then you can kind of glitch it out and catch them as well um you can also catch people for those, those can you put the people know. to work can you put the yes people to work? you can oh, and it's bad <laughs> uh you can also butcher people <laughs> all right um it gets really dark really me. quick so this game doesn't see the pals as like actual friends they see them as animals Which is an interesting take, you know, compared to the 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 thing it's competing against, which is Pokemon. It's like, oh, your Pokemon are your friends, but the reality is that you probably eat the toros and you probably eat the other animals. Why is there
0: pals with AK forty seven? Sorry, I'm just gonna mad. So there's a little monkey, Larry
4: here. So there's there's a little monkey that if you if you uh, catch one, you can you can build his harness. So every not every a lot of the pals have harnesses or or uh, saddles. Saddles mean mean that you can uh, ride them. Obviously, there's pals that for water, there's pals for um, going on top of lava, there's pals for flying, all this kind of shit. Um, But the harnesses usually give them weapons. Uh, And so the little monkey pal, who's like a little green monkey, uh, if you make his harness, he gets an AK-47, and he's one of the strongest pals in the early game if you manage to do that um but for example one of the pals i have he's like a big panda and when he jumps he like flaps his arms and he floats he has a rocket launcher <laughs> and he just absolutely destroys anything that's in a group um but there's a lot of things in this game to kind of keep you engaged uh for example if you're away from your um if you're away from your base you'll get raided by the by ai and so it'll be like 20 of these poke these pals that explode when they get close to your walls and so they'll destroy all of your shit or it'll be 20 uh, humans that work for the, the syndicate and they'll come and attack your base and kill all your pals. And it's like you have to be very, very diligent on like seeing that raid, that rating icon and that rating notification.
2: Because if you don't, you can lose a lot of shit that way. Um,
4: That's cool. So I feel like,
2: like you're out in an adventuring. You get it. Uh. A- Because it happened to us on a very low level. Uh, The syndicate showed up and three humans with bats were like planning to attack. They were just standing there for a really long time. I think that gives you enough time to teleport back and defend. Yeah,
4: it's not like they're in your base. Like what it is, is they usually spawn like 200 meters away. Yeah. And like they'll stand out there and they're like just pointing at the base. And like if you don't get back within, I think it's two minutes, uh, they'll start to they'll start the raid anyways and then kill everything. But the thing is, later on, for example, if you build a wooden base and fire pals attack you, they can light your base on fire and burn down your whole building. That's pretty um, cool because flame, like obviously wood is flammable. But the thing is, like other pals, uh, there's always a rock, paper, scissors mechanic in this game. Like ground types are weak to water types and stuff. Uh, if you build like a stone building, uh, if you use water type moves or explosives against it, it'll break faster. Like. There's a bunch of shit in the game that's very. I could talk about this shit for the whole podcast, but
0: yeah. I think these pals need to unionize, dude. Like, we're put, like, they're they're more of them than there are of what? One of you? Two of you? Come on. Yeah,
4: but you also have an assault rifle. (laughs) And, you know, this little
0: monkey looks like he's fucking people up. I'm looking at a screenshot right now. All these pals with uh, upside down red diamonds on their head look miserable.
4: They're working the factory lines. I don't know. It's, uh... it's it's funny because like, there's pals that are good at mining, and we're like the pals yearn for the mine. <laughs> the pals yearn for the mine, dude. That's a, yeah. <laughs> what sucks is that when it doesn't suck, it's kind of realistic. Like the longer you keep the same pals working the same thing, if they're not particularly like a fan of it, like because it'll be like oh mining expert or whatever, and like they'll never want to leave the mine. But if it's even if it's a pal that's good at mining and you leave them there, they'll get depressed, or they'll develop like stomach ulcers, oh, <laughs> or no. they'll like fracture something. Like, oh. it's is that so cured gnarly. with cake? Also, there's a breeding pen in this,
0: and I don't think I feel comfortable leaving Emilio around the breeding pen. That's all I'm saying.
4: Uh, well, there's a lot of anthropomorphic pals, all right? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. <dude.
0: laughs>
4: Anyways. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a good a good game so far. I wouldn't say it's complete; not even close to being. There's so many things that need to be put in the game and fixed. Um, we're seeing, like for example, if the server host restarts the server and you're riding a mount and you're going too fast, you'll teleport under the under the map and you'll lose your pals and you'll lose your whole inventory. Um, things like that. Things like that kind of happen. There's bugs right now. If you leave a guild, um, you get all of your guildmates get locked out of all the guild inventory, and they can't open the doors of, for the guild that they that you just left. Even though you left the guild, the people that were in it cannot go like can't fuck with the stuff in the guild. Um, but the biggest yeah. butt, okay. you
2: know uh, we had we had a bug too because we didn't we didn't even know about guilds when we started, so we had two separate camps. And then he had to destroy his base in order to join my guild. And then his uh, I don't even know if you noticed this, John, but your pals were hanging out outside of my the footprint of my base like trying to get in but they could not get in because they couldn't join our our factory or whatever so they're just like they're, they're trying to get through this force <laughs> shield and they just couldn't do it it's kind of funny it's a uh, little sad <laughs> uh
4: right now the biggest bug that people are getting very 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 mad at and there's no real way to fix it um is there's something to respect your character and you can kind of unlock it like around level 30 um, because you really can fuck yourself over if you put points in the wrong thing that you think are important until later on and then you realize they're not. Um, it's a mind wipe medicine, and it's you're supposed to be able to reallocate your points, but it just sends you back to level one. And the thing Oof. is you're still level you you're,
1: <laughs> you're still funny. level
4: thirty. Uh. you're still level thirty, like let's say you take it at level thirty. you're still level thirty and it takes just as much XP to level up to level thirty one um meanwhile like level one would be like you catch one or two pals and then you're level two now you're catching like 30 pals to go from level 30 to 31 and you have none of the benefits from being level 30 it's rough wow it's like a double kick to the nuts because you don't actually get sent back to level one you just you effectively get sent back to level one in the sense you have no more allocated points uh for your stats and then it's also sh- hard as shit to
2: level up. So, hey, Nick, by yeah. the way, uh, Cricket Soldier started playing this. So the neighborhood is effectively. Yeah, it,
4: all the servers uh, are
2: it, I, they, I, the, I
4: the
1: Tarzan,
2: you, I of, the,
4: the Tarzan okay. of the PAL world is here and he's going to fucking <laughs> start a union and kill everybody.
2: My message um, to him was, uh, I, I think you've probably captured one of the devs by now. He's like, No, <laughs> I, I just started yesterday. <laughs> that That happens tomorrow. Dude, there. Uh, last thing I'll talk about, and I'll still talk about Pal World unless
4: you guys have any questions. Um, there are things like there are like these legendary Pals that are insanely good. One of the, one of the ones is like one of the last Pals you can get at level fifty because fifty is the level cap right now, and it's called Jet Dragon or Jet Ragon, um, and it, it's twice as fast as the fl- fastest flyer you can get uh, normally. And the thing is, there are two things that can help you to catching Pals. Um, without even hurting them. It's them being asleep and throwing the pokeball at, I mean, throwing the pal sphere at their butt. Um, and as long as you aim at them from the back, it increases your chances of catching them. And so this guy at level, I, th- I think the video he's level 20 or, or 19. And there's no way in fucking hell that you're catching a level 50 pal at, that, at like at that level. Right. But this dude flies behind this legendary pal while it's sleeping and just throws a pal sphere doesn't work flies away comes back throws it again while it's sleeping does it like 45 times because his catch is catch percentage is like 0.9 eventually catches this thing and then boom has like the the one of the strongest pals in the game at level 20 and it's it's like obviously there's things that need to be fixed so well, they re- it's an early access, you know?
0: I'm just reading through oh, their true. comments on why the game is an early access, and they seem pretty upfront that, like, yeah, it needs work. But to me, seeing comments online, like, a part of the charm is that the game isn't quite done. It's a little janky. It's a little fun. A yeah. little, little chaotic. Little, blah, blah, blah. A little wild west. Yeah, yeah, a little loosey-goosey. Come on. A little loosey-goosey.
4: You know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> I just can't wait till the game gets 1.0, because there's people in our guild that we're planning to betray immediately Uh, because they're assholes um but yeah there's no pvp right now and they said they're going to release it at at, when the 1.0 release um and they are right now they are very very clear on what they're working on they're releasing a roadmap i believe every week of what they're working on for short medium and long term and right now they're working on some of the biggest issues like i stated earlier I,
0: I had I had something I briefly want to say on Power. World that I'm just remembering now. On Twitter, they ha- one of their devs is like live reacting to the success they're having on launch, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we got like a thousand concurrent players." And then you just see he's like, "Oh my god, we just sold a million fucking unit!" Like they did not expect it to to do no. to do this. You know, eight million and units in five days, dude. Wow. Seeing seeing his reaction i mean the highs he's got the highs are the highs guy i mean like
4: everyone's he just became an overnight fucking millionaire awesome he yeah he just became an overnight millionaire like yeah they i think the game is 29 dollars, we think or 25 dollars, and then they sold 8 million copies do the math there's only 50 employees there they have no investors so every employee there unless the ceo is like really fuck and it's japan so it's like there are some agreements when you work on a small team like that. That you usually do get some of the some of the earnings. You're gonna get a fat fucking bonus this year. Um, they're expanding their team. Obviously, they're putting a lot of money towards what they're going into. Um, they broke the record for most concurrent uh, players on Steam for a paid game. Um, I think it was like 2.1 million uh, people playing at once. Jeez, holy shit, dude! <laughs> yeah, it like when people like people were like power world's a drop in the bucket it's an it's not it's good to flash point i'm like dude you don't understand the seriousness that is having 2.1 million concurrent players on one platform we're not talking about xbox and we're not talking about game pass we're talking about just steam like that yeah, is in, and it's free on game pass that's a fucking other thing it, it's free on. It, by the way the game pass version is worse it has a bunch of it does it's that it's it's an earlier build and it always will it always will be an earlier build essentially um um but the the amount of successes has and like the feedback they're getting the, the people that are like it's a flash in the pan it's not going to be good it's not going to stick around forever dude this is this is the new arc essentially like this is the do game you talk to survival. nick
0: who has this opinion
4: um, you know some people in our community that got yeah, a little, of they got a little they feisty over the weekend uh, <laughs>
1: I so I'm wondering if that. this, I, I saw an article about how like 80 or 90% of the finals player base has just disappeared. And I'm sure it probably had something to do with Power World, although I'm not sure when that yeah, article is from.
4: Extent. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, I I think obviously we're going to see a huge, huge dip in in Power World player base when the game starts to get a little less popular and the next thing rolls around the next AAA game or the next, you know, indie indie hit. Uh, it's It'd be incredibly difficult to main, maintain 1 million players. Um, eat, but this game is so fun. Uh, you can just, like, uh, you know, I got 30 minutes or an hour. I'm just going to dick around in Pal World. And you just go catch pals or go battle or do whatever the fuck you want. And you can just kill some time. It's it's fun. You can build stuff. It's It's got a little bit of everything. Obviously, not everything is fucking unique you know there's a little bit of there's little pals a little look too close to 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 pokemon and digimons but it's uh it's it's fine it's it as an old pokemon player that that has been playing since they were six i still call them pokemon on accident all the time i still call them pokeballs i still call some of them by their pokemon names that are really close to and so it's uh it it's it's uh, it's it just shows what could have been done and what Game Freak could e could have even capitalized on more. And now that Power World's out, it's like, well, there you go. You just lost eight million unit sales to a fifty-person dev team that's been using uh,
2: the fucking engine that Fortnite is built on. So, have fun. Very nice. Very okay. nice. Oh, and a c- couple of last. I'm trying to <laughs> wrap up Power World, but it's one, one
4: of the biggest games, so it deserves a yeah. lot of time, right?
2: Uh congratulations on getting like servers work like how were they prepared for the many players do, do i not understand how the internet works like, so what- so
4: here's here's the thing right all the people that host arc all the people that host those private servers already have the infrastructure to uh, have mass servers the other thing is let's say i don't want to pay for those servers because to be honest power world is so hot right now the servers are super expensive it's like 90 dollars to have a 32 person server with like the the ram upgrades and the cpu upgrades and all this other shit and the hard drive upgrades um it's like 90 dollars a month which is pretty expensive right now one of our friends from our wow guild is just keeping their computer on and has had their computer on for the since power world's release he's like i turn this bitch off until it burns (laughs) (laughs) he's like he's got it like minimized and running while he's playing wow and his computer's really good it's got like a it's got a forty it's got like whatever crazy amount of ram
2: So he's able to run both. And the other Uh, thing, uh, as far as pay structure, I saw this like three years ago. Um, Japanese CEOs make on average, like 10 times what an average uh, worker does, mm -hmm. um, in the United States it's 300 times. Uh, that's the average. So yeah, you get a way bigger slice of the pie over there.
4: Ah, yes. The late stage capitalism hasn't hit
1: Japan. Thank God. Yeah. Uh.
2: All right, cool. Um, Bobby, first of all, did you buy Pell World?
1: No. Okay. No, I mean I'm not going to buy it until I can play it and I just haven't had a chance to play it. So, and it is kind of one of those things where it's like when I'm going to play it, I need a couple hours free and right now my gaming has been pretty sporadic. I'm like I'm trying to knock out like one level of Doom 3 every couple of days like when I have when I'm home.
2: And uh, you picked up Locana on my recommendation. This might be the first time you ever fucking (laughs) bought anything on my recommendation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's hard to buy these. So I guess Ravensburger the company that makes this, they've got some deal where you can't sell this like only card shops and like retailers can sell this either in their store or on, uh, on their website. But, and I, you know, people are obviously going to resell it on like Amazon and stuff, but it's hiked up a little bit, but it, it makes this like kind of hard to find. And also the prices vary a lot. So I was at Disneyland on Wednesday and I thought yeah, they must be selling this here, like at Disneyland. So I looked it up and sure enough, they were, but only at one place. So outside of Disneyland on downtown Disney or whatever they call that area, where like before you enter the park, they have this whole strip mall of just all this Disney stuff, restaurants and, and Starbucks or whatever. And there's a pin shop because people are really into the pin trading with Disney. That's a big thing. And this is the only location at Disneyland where you can buy these and it's only two per customer too. And as I walked up there, I knew that they were selling it because I saw some kids out who had just bought in some packs and they're opening their boosters and getting excited about what they got and everything, their rares and their foils. So I, I walked in there and I bought two of the starter decks for the new, um, new what do they call it? New yeah. set. Yeah. Uh, yep. Floodborne rise of the floodborne or something. Uh, which worked out cause they, they show you on the starter decks, like which characters are in it. And I was just like, Oh, well, those are the ones that I want. You know, it had like Merlin and, uh, uh, frog and the princess, some, someone from frog and the princess. And then the other one was, um, oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like other characters that I was like, yeah, those are the ones I want Gaston on and, uh, something else. Um, so yeah, I picked it up two starter decks and I've been playing with my girlfriend and we've both been kind of learning it, figuring it out and it's not too difficult to learn. I'd say it is slightly more complicated than Pokemon, maybe on par with Hearthstone, like about that skill level. It's pretty easy. Although since I'm still learning, there's still some things I'm not too sure about like specific mechanics and like, uh, like when you put characters down, they can't do certain things on the first turn. Like I'm not exactly, cause some characters say, you know, play this character exerted, which is like when you tap them basically like in magic. So uh, there's a few things that I'm just not super clear on that I need to, uh, um, need to explore. But of course I'm always going to compare it to like the first, uh, TCG that I ever played the star Wars customizable card game. And, um, you know, the more, the more of these TCGs that I play, the more I realize the Star Wars one was just, I, it was well-designed, but it was just way too complicated. It had like, five or six phases and the games were very very long like at least an hour what was really cool about it is like you would have a story like things happened and progressed like a story like this person you deployed there and then they shot this person and then like a bunch of other guys came and tried to kill him but he jumped on a spaceship and went over here like it played out like a story which was really cool and you could do so many different things there was maybe too many mechanics in it and i also liked how they do how they do the um in all these card games you have to generate some sort of currency with the cards so in Kana, you you just take cards and say well i'm not going to play this card at all this game so i'm going to put it in my inkwell and your inkwell becomes your currency and you can do that once per turn so you know uh hearthstone how did they do it like every turn you just get one more action
4: yeah you get one energy per turn unless currency. you have a card that says other but, right? yeah like,
2: I really like the Lorcana one because it's like, if you don't need any more currency, you stop sacrificing, but you'll never be out. You'll never not have enough, unless you play poorly, you'll always have enough currency because uh, you'll, if you need more, you just sacrifice more cards to currency.
1: Yeah. And the way to build Lorcana decks is you usually put um, multiple copies of a card in your deck, So that way you can spend one as ink, uh, you can turn one into ink or it makes it more likely that you're going to get it because uh, the games that I play go very quick and I usually don't even make it halfway through the deck, it seems. But I don't know. I'm still learning. Maybe I'm doing something wrong.
2: No, that's a good thing, Bob, because if you run out of cards, you die. So you don't want to finish your deck.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i haven't even gotten close to that yet but i really liked how star wars did this so star wars whole their whole thing was the flow of the force so you had your deck and then you had your so magic had lands but in star wars you, you had lands but you actually played them on the table and there are places where people could go and move around your character that's pretty rare. Right.
4: i like yeah. that that's pretty cool
1: it was cool so in each of these lands you had um force bars on either side so they'd have like two light side ones and one dark side one and that was your force generation so you would count up all those things and say okay i can generate like seven force this turn and you count it out of your deck one two three four five six seven and that was your currency for that round and then you spend them deploying character ships whatever put them in your discard pile then the discard pile goes under your deck and it's the flow of the force and it keeps going around and it was a really good way to just like kind of shuffle the cards as you're playing. So in a lot of these games, it's like if the card's at the bottom of your deck, you're never seeing that card. You know, sometimes you got a card that lets you search your deck for something. Um, there there are some l- Lorcana mechanics that allow you to like draw a card, choose if you want to keep it or put it at the bottom of your deck. But like with Star Wars, it, that was just built in naturally. And I really liked it. And the way you lose at Star Wars is you just run out of cards in your your life force that that rotation from deck to force generation to discard pile like if you run out of all of that then um then you die and uh even when you got like like down to like five cards like you can only you can only generate five force even if you could technically like on the board you could generate like 10 you can only you only had five cards so i don't know i thought that was cool but i'm really enjoying Lorcana. it's actually kind of hard for me not to like get super addicted to it because i haven't played a tcg in so long and i was like i loved like the whole star wars thing because it was star wars but also just like tcgs are like built to prey upon addictive people like me you know you open the pack and you're just like what i get what i get and you want to get the whole set and the other thing too is like i i gotta invest in all the accoutrement of uh of a TCG now, like I'm playing this and they give you stuff in the starter deck, but I'm just like, this isn't cutting it, man. I got to get a 20, like two 20 sided dice. I got to get some other dice for hit point counters. I need a play mat. I need to get some sleeves, you know, like I'm, I'm like doing some shopping. I'm like, dude, this is getting <laughs> expensive, but, yes, um,
2: dude, cause I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a huge magic collection back in the day. And then now I'm really getting back into, especially with commander now, where it's so cool, uh, like, every Magic player. Last night, uh, the guy carding us at the bar, he saw John's Magic the Gathering shirt, and he was like, hey, do you guys play Commander? And we started talking, and they- we had just played Commander that day. And so Commander's, like, definitely a thing where it makes it more social. It's not one-on-one anymore. It's four people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, or as many as you want, really. It- it's complex if you want to get it um there's that going on and so now i have play mats i have card sleeves i have a shit ton of dice um and i like it all and but now i have to buy a box to keep all that shit in yeah so yeah it, I don't care i'll i send money. you what to
4: buy buddy i'll send you what to buy
2: <laughs> i'll, I'll yeah. feed your addiction oh i just bought a third play mat because there's a play mat that has the um uh, because i'm still trying to teach sam so, or and I'm going to teach uh, Mila as well, um, but the play mat itself has lined out areas for all of the things. So you don't mm-hmm. have to also think about that.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I, I saw one like that for Lorcona that looked pretty good. Like they've got lanes for each of the, you know, exactly. drying ink. Yeah. It, it, it's great. and. It's nice playing like a physical card game too although like right now I really just have my girlfriend to play with and we're still kind of learning it and you know this is like the first time she's ever played anything like this at all too so she's especially new. Are you um, always
0: winning? She's like stop. You're like I want to yeah. play Lorcana. <laughs> well,
1: I don't want to get beat up anymore. You <laughs> know and again I'm still figuring <laughs> things out but
4: um <laughs> I can only get beat up playing mini mouse so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: We we realized pretty quickly that one of the decks seemed a lot stronger than the other. But I think one of the decks is just harder to learn. Um, yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah.
2: Those things are expertly put together to be balanced. So that's yeah. probably what it is. But who knows? I have also bought a two pair of Magic decks and one was clearly much better than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what was I going to say about... Um, Shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. But anyway, um, while you're thinking of that, are you gonna gonna be picking this up, Nick? Oh, look at that! See, (laughs) that's eight commander decks in one box.
1: Well, Uh, well, here's the thing, man. I was looking. I love
0: the shit out of this. Sorry, but like, I'm gonna. It's a good
1: game. Yeah. But here's the thing, we don't need to like meet in person to play this because there's an online version of it. So in all my research that I've been doing, trying to figure out how to play this, like I've come across videos where people are talking about this application called Pixelborn. Now it has nothing to do or it's not like officially License. licensed by... um Ravensburger or Lorcana or anything, but it looks like this is something that somebody has made where you can play the game online, accuse you up against other players. It's, uh, it's very well done. Like it's not like Hearthstone, but like you have to import the, the cards, but there's a launcher that does all that for you. Um, and it queues you up again, like you, you load up these decks, like any cards you want, you pick the decks, you load them up, you can go on websites and just copy the code of a deck, put it in there. It's really well done. And what, what I really like about this and playing it online, I've played like maybe two matches online and, uh, you know, of course, got, got worked over pretty hard, but playing it online you can't do something that is against the rules or out of line. And it also kind of forces you to understand how the mechanics work. Cause it's all like built into the game. You know, it's like playing with these, these uh, guidelines. Um, when, when you're playing a game just on the table and you're reading the rule book, you're just like, okay, I think that's how that works. It, it, so it, it makes it really difficult to really get a specific answer on something. So I think playing it online is helping me learn the game better and also, it's really, you know, it lets you play with different deck styles and see what uh, uh, what works and what doesn't. But, I'm reading yeah, between
0: I, the lines here. Are you accusing your girlfriend of cheating at the game when she goes against you? Like, you have these disagreements over the rules. You're like, if I was playing online, this would never
4: happen.
1: No, I just honestly don't know. The rule book is very small. When you would buy a starter deck of... Um, Star Wars CCG, like you got this little tiny booklet that was the size of the card, mind you, it was the size of the card, but like super thick and had Hmm. tiny, tiny print on it. And it had like the entire rule set. You can find it like in a PDF online, dude. It is like a, a short novel. It, it's pretty long but the the rule book that you get with Lorcana is pretty straightforward and explains the basic rules but then there's all these things in the text like bodyguard which is kind of like taunt but a little different and it, you know things that aren't really spelled out and they have that stuff on websites but it's like anytime you play a tabletop game you're going to run into one of those gaps i call them where it isn't explained in the rules and it's not clear how it should be handled so you either have to kind of uh, like improvise, or or speak to somebody, or, or look it up online, or find someone who knows what they're doing. Good luck right. on that
2: online game, dude. You don't want to fuck with Disney. They're gonna come down hard on those motherfuckers. They're gonna find
4: out where yeah. you live, yeah. beat you up, take all your Lorcan cards, and not give you any money.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they they aren't selling it. That's the thing. It's all free, so um, I don't think they really have a case there, but uh it's. A lot of people are playing on there. Like you can go on, uh, probably Twitch, but I was on YouTube and people are just like playing game after game on there. And because um, I find that's what really helps me learn it is to watch other people play. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool, man. I'm I'm really happy to be back into a TCG again. I I feel like Magic. I've already missed that boat, and it's a little late to jump on that. But uh, this is never new it's never too late. <laughs> Me and we no,
2: were into magic
0: for two, two or three weeks, and I feel like this is something more upper. And mine, too. So this is all Disney characters, and, mm-hmm. like, everything's relatable. Wait, do the powers relate to the, you know, like, is Rapunzel letting down her hair. Like, does it all make sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. They try to work the story in as much as possible. So like sleepy, the dwarf, you know, he enters, uh, when he's played, he enters already exerted because he's tired, but they kind of <laughs> offset so it by making him.
0: That's, that's cool and relatable. Cause you already know the story. So you kind of know maybe how the card yeah. is maybe supposed to be played a little bit. Yeah. Well,
1: I'm awesome. already finding out how little of these characters I know too. Like I, I wish they put on the card where, what movie, or where this character was from, because some of them I'm just like, I have no idea who this person is.
2: Uh what is my favorite card? Uh, y- you'll get things like it's a bowl of coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Heal, heal people. And that's obviously from Moana, but like, yeah, it makes sense, right? Deep cut. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: And of course there, there are um, cards that are they have action cards like in Star Wars, they call them interrupt cards, but you basically play them like, like, and they just do something. But they have specific types of action cards that are called songs, and they're always after like a famous Disney song. Holy so they,
0: shit, dude! When I go to karaoke, the people I go to karaoke with usually they're busting out Disney. It's so fun, it's annoying to me, but they love it, and everyone cheers. Yeah. And I mean, so, the songs this game
1: is a huge part of a Disney movie,
0: yeah. This game is. Yeah, these people are going to love this game. I can't wait to tell people about this. I feel like it's going to blow their mind. Dude, you
1: should get yeah. on Pixelborn and we should play so we can figure this out together because I'm I, i I'm getting like walloped by people who obviously know what they're doing. I need to play with some beginners. Is, is wallop a out. Disney term?
0: I feel like wallop <laughs> is a Disney term. <laughs> uh, okay, well, the show's kind of gone on. Lots of good stuff, lots of exciting stuff. Should I skip against the storm? Should I talk about it next week? What are we feeling?
2: Yeah, let's move let's move on, yeah? Okay, yeah, so sure. we're everybody's starting to come home, so
0: Okay. We're gonna do guess that sound, then listener questions, real quick, everyone. There's sixty dollars in the pot for the sound you have been guessing for a while. Uh it's it's this sound. I'm gonna play it right now. Nobody knows what the sound is. We've heard hundreds of guesses. Okay, maybe not, maybe about ten, fifteen guesses. Uh this week, Warconius has sent in a guess. He's a patron, so he gets two guesses. He says, it's a Team Fortress 2 wrench attack, or in Overcooked, it's the sound you make when you beat your meat, which, you know, is funny because, obviously, both things. Uh, I don't know. Does anyone want to take a guess? Do you feel confident well, that it's one of these?
2: Well, John, John's a patron, and he wants to guess. He can't well, guess now.
3: I was just saying, I don't think it's overcooked. Like, I think that's not an overcooked. No, thing. it
1: sounds like an old game. It does sound. Well, I don't know about Team Fortress Two. It sounds. Team Fortress One. It it, it it sounds like a Valve game to me, to be honest. So yeah, maybe the original Team Fortress, but th- that did cross my mind. Like, uh, I've spent a lot of time hitting hitting sentries with a wrench, but I don't think that's quite the sound. No, uh, not
0: confident. And guess what, guys. <laughs> it's not it Warconius, thank you for guessing that means next week $65 are in the pot but Bobby, Emilio and Nick you have one shot one opportunity to help the listeners your mom's spaghetti is on the line and I guess John is here too and he should probably be in this and it's, it's an easy game basically it's an improv game you each are going to say a word at the same time when I count down your goal is to at the end of the three rounds get to the same word on nothing but the words you've previously said, okay? So I'm going to give you five seconds to think about your word now. Make it something, you know, that you can work towards or something you think someone else would understand, okay? I'm going to count down. You're going to say the word. Five, four, three,
1: two, one. (laughs) Pumpkin (laughs) pepperoni.
0: Okay, we have... Okay. Okay. So remember what everyone said. Remember, you're all trying to say the same word. You're all trying to get to the same place. Okay. Yeah, dude, five, four, three, two, one. Sauce. Food.
1: Pineapple. I can't even hear what you guys are saying. <laughs>
4: Food. Crust.
1: I said. I said sauce. I said pineapple. I said sauce last time. Oh. I, I. feel like we're okay. I think we got this. Yeah. I we think, think we got, we got this. this. All <laughs>
3: right. We got this. <laughs> Okay. Five.
0: Four, three, two, one.
1: Pizza. pizza. pizza.
0: Are you
4: retarded? <laughs> Everybody Man. said
2: pizza except for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Everyone said pizza except for a meal. You food. <laughs> well, you know, this was the one that we were supposed to say, like, what the word was, right? Did you think we were giving another hint? No. No. You just thought it was food. You thought, thought- crust, pepperoni. Pineapple sauce, <laughs> is Trust, food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't judge the guy. He's using his noggin. It is food, I guess. Uh, I guess Bobby, Emilio, and Nick and John won't have a chance to help you this oh, week. I, I
1: feel like I feel like that, that was close. Enough? Enough.
0: That's really close, good. bro. Close. This isn't the this isn't those two games you hear about. Okay, horseshoes, hand grenades. This is out. Close doesn't count. We'll see you next week. Sixty-five dollars in the pot. You guys can guess and uh, it's on to listener questions bobby
1: well maybe you should get hit them with the hints the ones that we already have
0: uh the hints we already have good call thank you for that uh we have uh first person and we have melee
1: first person melee all right yeah okay listener questions we've got a couple from warconius here always good for a listener question or two he asks what movie did you watch when you were a kid and way too young for same with a video game for me a cracked copy of leisure suit larry it confused me for years on how it was possible to get crabs from a lady
0: uh when i was maybe eight or nine and still in the catholic culty church that i grew up in I saw Showgirls on at three thirty a.m. and I watched this scene where she gives a lap dance to him underwater and is like flopping like a fish. I think that scene is pretty corny if you were an adult, but to me, it was maybe the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So, uh, yeah, Showgirls.
3: Just so you know, that wasn't a lap dance. Oh, that was intercourse.
1: Oh, they were really? talking about the part when they were in the pool. The pool was yeah.
3: definitely intercourse.
0: Oh, I feel like that would be difficult. Maybe like I UTIs. That is. Yep. I, I didn't see Next time can, uh... I'll show you. <laughs> okay, I can't wait for the in person demonstration. All right.
2: I bring this up all the time. Uh, the Quest for Fire. I watched that movie, it was about fucking cavemen. Bobby watched it on, not my recommendation, but my confusion, my childhood confusion. Uh, it's a French movie about fucking cavemen. And they're doing all kinds of weird shit, all kinds of weird shit, hitting each other in the head with rocks for fun. Just like. Yeah.
1: Uh, and no, no dialogue, by the way. They just grunt. That's the entire, like that's all they do. And what's funny is like, it's a French movie, but it doesn't matter because you don't really need subtitles no. or anything because they're just grunting <laughs> for the, the, the cavemen.
2: Uh Uh-huh. That's pretty wild.
1: Very young Ron Perlman in that.
2: Uh yeah,
1: go ahead. Um, okay, so I guess we're doing movies first, then we'll talk about video games. So for me, the movie was definitely I walked out in the living room when I was very young, and my parents were watching this movie called Alligator. And it was right at the part where kids are playing a prank on another kid and making them walk the plank. And two, uh, the movie's about this enormous alligator that gets loose in New York City, like a giant one. It runs around the sewer and eats people. Um, so at this one scene, the this is the 80s. They're not afraid to kill kids in these movies back then. So the kids are playing a prank on this other kid. They're making him walk the plank and they push him off the diving board in a pool, but the alligator was in that pool. And then you just see red water come up. So I remember seeing that and as a kid, and I was just like mortified by it. But um, yeah, that and the toilet ghoulie, but uh,
2: Toil- the toilet ghoulie got a lot of people, man. a
1: lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Nick is just gone. He just left. Of that <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right video games i don't know i mean i did play Leisure suit or i came across that at a young age too um but there were there really weren't a whole lot of adult video games back then you know it's yeah. not my like today
2: a, a power mac I, i'm so lucky that my mom like definitely not like
1: i think you got to turn that mic a little Get closer bit closer to
2: the mic I, dude jesus christ i think you, you got from everest it. I, I don't know why it doesn't make sense that my mom would be into computers at all, even to this day, at all. I don't know why we had a computer, but we did. Thank God. And um, I found adult Tetris, and the pieces were bodies, people, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so you're fitting the people together. They're the they're still the traditional shapes, but it's just people. So like that that weird. Uh, shape that always fucks with you—the one that's straight with one in the middle. That was, I think that was a man with his dick out, and so yeah, you, have, you can stick that dick in whatever hole you could. Yep.
1: Dumb Tetris. Never heard of that.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna put that on the wish list. Um,
0: I, I this is I don't oh, know if I it should, is.
1: Oh boy, I don't
0: know if I want to share this. When I, when I was playing Star Wars Galaxies, I should share it, but it's kind of fucked up for whoever was on the receiving end. Uh, basically Star Wars Galaxies when I was maybe 11, 12 uh, that was my first ERP experience, you know erotic roleplay for those uh, unaccustomed I was definitely a minor the person I was talking to was probably a man it was all very (laughs) inappropriate, but I remember my mom came around the corner she's like, what you doing? (laughs) and I'm like, hiding the chat window, I'm like, oh you know just in the cantina getting buffed (laughs) <laughs> so guard your kids folks because they shouldn't be
4: uh they shouldn't be out there they shouldn't be out there doing adult things like that dude uh so the first time i ever played on a role play server for wow and i was like 13 because me and my friends were trying to play all together and like servers were going crazy the first time i ever built an alliance character I didn't know this, but there's a tavern near the starting area where people role play getting a room together and all this other shit. And we're just like, ugh, <laughs> like it was really intense. It, <laughs> it's one specific, like I forget the name of the tavern, but there's like a meme about it. Like you can see all the, it, it's just one specific tavern in the in the alliance area, and yeah, they're like, would you fancy a a flagon of ale with me upstairs? And like they'll go upstairs and they'll like like type in the in the action because you can type in actions it's like tiffany the 30th has closed the door you know it <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's public yeah.
1: uh-huh. Nice. all right this is getting a little uh jerry springer too hot for tv here so let's move on next question has anyone from the podcast played red dead redemption 2 the game's attention to detail for that era is impeccable. Aside from Baldur's Gate 3, are there any games where the attention to small details is extraordinary to you?
3: I mean, I've played RDR 2. I haven't really gotten into it, but um, I've been told like the online with the role-playing is a lot of fun. So, And I did not even know that was just a simple add-on free LC that came with Red Dead Redemption 2 for pc so. it came a lot later by the way people were upset about it people oh really were. yeah were you playing were. on ps5 nick or i was playing on ps5 yeah
4: no ps4 i can't remember ps4 i think ps4 yeah the game is so detailed i played 14 hours of Red Dead redemption 2 um i just remember some of the things that you could do um like if you put a bo- like a body or a live person near swamp and you don't go too close. Like, alligators will come out and then eat their body. And then, like, technically you didn't murder them, so you don't have a wanted level. Like, all this kind of shit that's, like, so detailed. Um, there's, like, things that involve, like, characters dying by literally just hitting their neck on a curb. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, And you just got a wanted level because you just knocked some guy out. And Grandma, he, no. Yeah, and he just shattered his... his, his, his You know, fucking vertebrae, and died. So
2: on uh, Cyberpunk, I have to bring it up in a different type of way. It's attention to detail, but not in like the finer things, but in the macro, I guess. Um, In almost all large games with a lot of uh, surface area, just you know, kilometers of of space, you'll see a lot of uh, formations that are similar, right? Like you'll be like, "Oh, I've seen this warehouse before." Um, maybe it happens in cyberpunk, but not to the level where I'm noticing where I'm like, oh, I've been here before. I think everything in the game's original. I don't think two rooms are the same. It's crazy to think a whole city is done like that. Um, I've never seen anything like it, you know, it's, it's very nice. Very nice to, it's refreshing that you don't run into that same goddamn warehouse again you know
4: do you guys do you guys are you guys ever amazed by uh so there's a there's a subreddit it's called hitbox porn and it's just how accurate hitboxes are in some video games like to the point where like it's hitting the the character's hair and the character's hair will move but it won't do any damage to like the actual player itself like it's oh that's insane. cool yeah like some games especially like um I mean, Elden Ring is, is kind of an all-right example. Like, their hitboxes are pretty accurate. Sometimes they're not. Um, but there are certain games, like, a lot of, especially Japanese ones, where it's, like, the models are so detailed and so accurate, and, like, so are the weapon models and the weapon attacks are so, like, refined that, like, literally, like, the area of, of missing could be, like, a millimeter, and you're like, oh, my God, like, who who's going to go to this level of, like, modeling this device, like, this... Thing with this many polygons to make sure that it doesn't make contact and program that contact to be that that small. So it's really interesting when you look at stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I
2: had something that.
0: As a teenager, hmm. I remember my grandpa lost his pilot license because he was just too old, um, and he knew it was coming. And so he got Microsoft Flight Simulator with all the uh, accoutrement in his office. And I remember he would sit down and he would like invite us to watch him go from like Tokyo to San Francisco, like these super long flights. And we're like, Oh my God, grandpa. But he would like the level of detail in that game is enough for a lifelong pilot to feel like they are flying a plane in some, you know, like it's still a simulation.
2: Yeah. uh, So my brother-in-law is a pilot and we loaded up, um, flight simulator and he's like, this cockpit is exactly correct. He's like every single dial, everything this is how it feels to fly this plane. He's like, this is crazy.
1: Well, Microsoft flight simulator, that's not even really a game. Is it? No, it's really they, they use like that simulator. for actually yeah. training pilots, I believe.
0: Yeah. Did they, <laughs> I didn't I, know I, that. I, how, yeah, how do
1: they sell that now? Do they sell it I'll like... yeah but i mean do you buy the base game and then have to buy different uh planes yeah planes areas areas
2: so you'll you get the whole world but if you want a if you want new york in detail actually you get new york for free but if you want paris in detail then yeah, you can, uh, pay more and
1: get there. Yes. They kind of did that with yeah. the train games, but they didn't do a very good job. They had one that goes to like San Diego, like the coaster that goes to San Diego. And it's just like a bunch of buildings and Palm trees, And they're like, yep. Yeah, like San Diego, <laughs> <laughs> throw a couple <laughs> My gr- palm trees.
0: My grandpa would be like, wow, this looks like the area that I've flown over before. You know, like the, like he would recognize areas just by the eye that he hadn't been to in the game, but I'd flown over in real life. And we have a listener, uh, Pharaoh Steve, who builds and sells uh, certain models in Microsoft Flight Simulator. And he has a whole YouTube channel. I believe it's called Hype Performance Group. Um, Pretty cool. Check it out.
1: Yeah, it's pretty rad. All right. Last question from Morconius. Lately, Japanese devs have been putting out lots of highly rated and popular games. Which franchises that you don't have history... You may consider giving a shot. Uh, he
2: asked us to play the games he likes so badly. <laughs> Please play them. Please play.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so these are the franchises Persona, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter, Final Fantasy, Yakuza, Tekken, Mana, Dragon's Dogma, Armored Core, and others.
2: I played all the two I will be playing these. Dragon's Dogma 2, most likely. I'll also be playing, um, I might buy Final Fantasy Crisis Core. I'm not sure. I had a really good time with the first part, so I might be playing that one. Uh, I'm not going to touch Tekken. And Armored Core, if that drops down to like $10 one day, I'll pick it up. But definitely not like I got to play it. I've yeah, heard get... such
0: cool things... Oh, go, John. No, go ahead, Christian. I heard such cool things about the Yakuza games and how unique and um, just the people who love them are like such huge fans that it always intrigues me, like I want to dive in. But so I think of this list, I would probably jump into Yakuza.
1: I've heard good yep. things about that too.
3: Yep. And yeah, yeah, so like for, for me, I haven't done any of the Yakuza games and... Uh, I think they'd be really interesting. There's even ones that are like free now, right? Or came with, you know, some sort of game pass or something. Um, So I want to give those a try. Uh, I mean, just calling out Dragon's Dogma 2 here. I hadn't seen the videos for things like that. I'm a huge Souls-like fan. So even that third-person over-the-shoulder really fun kind of action-adventure RPG, I think is going to be right up my alley. So I'll definitely give that a try. I did try Armored Core. I have it. And I'm trying to get into it here or there, but it's tough. So um, it does have a co-op component. So uh, if I can get my buddy Emilio to pull the trigger here someday, ten uh, bucks. The, the, when you <laughs> we, could, we could end up playing. I like it in concept. Like it's awesome in concept. It's just it feels a little grindy. Like before you can actually really enjoy it.
4: Yeah, that, that's. I think that's actually one of the worst parts about the game. If I get if I got to say something negative about it, it's legit like two or three hours until you get parts that you can actually change your build in a major way. Um, and so I, th- I think if it's too easy, turn up the difficulty. Cause it's not like, Oh, this guy's a bullet sponge now. Like the AI actually changes and how they play. Um, but armored core is great. As far as the shit on this list. Um, the only two I've not played is persona and uh, Yakuza. Um, and so I, out of those two, I'd probably go with Yakuza. Uh, just because the new game came out Yakuza 0 was so well um, received and it's also kind of like a restarting point for the franchise it kind of uh, simplifies a bunch of the storylines that have that happened before it and kind of explains what happened but it also kind of like makes a new one like it's a great entry point apparently so mm-hmm. nice
1: yeah, don't hold me to this, but uh I've always I, I've thought about picking up the new Final Fantasy ones just because I've heard such good things about it and it seems so different from what they've done in the past. Like they've changed it so much like the combat system, but I don't know. I don't play a lot of Japanese games.
2: Uh you can play Final Fantasy VII remake off of my account, probably. Oh, that's right, I can. It. Yeah. All right, uh, is that uh, what are we all playing next week? I literally I didn't play any fucking video other than that little bit of uh, Power World today. I haven't played any video games this week. Um, I gotta get I gotta start um, the expansion for uh, twenty seventy seven, and so I'll probably be playing that. How weird is it? I have Phantom Liberty. I started it. I went back to the original game. I'm having so much fun with the original game. I'm not. I already beat it, and I, I I still can't get to Phantom Liberty. It's that's crazy. fucking
0: awesome. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a great fucking game.
2: <laughs> my guy looks so cool. You know how cool my fucking jacket has lights on it. It's fucking cool, man.
0: Yeah, not as cool as that. your cosplay, dude. That's never gonna be. That's never gonna be <laughs>
2: matched.
4: Never gonna <laughs> live in.
0: Live in- uh, I'm going to be talking about against the storm next week, and I'm going to be playing it. Cause uh, I'm addicted. It's just that easy folks. It's one of the best games ever made Hear about it next week.
4: Uh, for me, it's going to be um, hell let loose. It's on sale. Me and my friends always wanted to play it cause it's flawed, but in world war two. And so I'll be playing that.
1: All right. Uh, I'm looking at Enshrouded, shrouded, but I don't know if I'm going to get into that. We'll, uh, but- Maybe Power World, like I I, I don't know. We'll see.
2: Alright. Uh speaking for Ender, Nick, Christian. Uh, what I what I always say myself. Why'd I go Ender? All right. Nick, Christian, Bobby, John, and
3: myself. San Diegan Tatas. See a lot of those
2: I don't know. <laughs>
4: Vacation. it says to like eat it with food right